Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. Why it matters on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. It's time now for Why It Matters. So if I mention the names Subway, Toastbox or Brit Talk, what do they have in common? Well, they're well-known franchises. And if you don't know what that means, it's basically like you pay a certain company a sum of money and then they allow you to use their brand and their supply chain as well. And you get to operate under the business model and in return, and all this in return for paying them some royalties. So if you think about it, it's kind of a win-win situation. You get to earn, they earn as well. But it is surely more complex than that. And like any self-respecting independent business owner, you would want to invest time time and effort into your business. So let's try and understand this franchising model, this world, this licensing world a lot better. In the studio with me this morning is Robert Leong, the immediate past president of FLA and director Kinderland International Education. Good morning, Robert. Thanks, Elliot. Good morning, everyone. And joining him is Pei Ihan, who is Chief Operating Officer for Global EduHub. Good morning, Ihan. Good morning. All right, guys. Thank you so much for helping me with this. Quite an interesting one. But I suppose maybe to start us off, let's get a quick overview of the franchising and licensing model here in Singapore. How robust is the scene? Perhaps, Robert, I could start with you. Get both your thoughts. Yes, the uh, licensing and uh, franchising scene in Singapore has been around for many years already over 20 years mm, and mm. Uh, it's reached a great point of uh, high performance and at this point in time when we are into the endemic it's a good time for everyone to bounce back into real business yeah. and uh, people who are looking for businesses to do uh, they want to do something different they want to enlarge their portfolio uh, this is the time for it and for franchisors, uh, it's also a great time to continue the growth and expansion and sharing their good recipes. It cuts across F&B, services, education, uh, wellness, etc. Yeah, Ihan, it's like a positive shortcut because there is a structure there. Yes, it is. Um, so I think franchisees actually can get access to the franchisor systems. Yeah. So that's that's uh, you know really a lot easier than starting your own business from scratch. And I think that's uh, the value also that franchisors can bring to each franchisee. Mm. For the both of you, any brands that we don't realize are franchises? Any of these brands stick out to you? Uh, actually, most of the the brands are quite known uh, yeah. in Singapore. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, uh, you know, you've got Jumbo, for example. Yeah, yeah. okay. But, uh, okay, to mention one, for example, signboards. Okay. You've got lighted signboards, mm-hmm. you have a signorama. So when people think about franchises, they largely think about food, which is uh, ah. a big market yeah. in Singapore and overseas. But when you think about signboards, not many people think about it. Oh, right? wow. Yeah. That's a good point. So recently, there was the FLA Awards 2022. It basically loads franchise concepts and businesses. This year's awards is the 16th edition. From your observation, is there a rising trend in quality standards, best practices, especially in the field of what we're talking about today, education? Uh, Robert? Yes, you're right. And you mentioned earlier about robustness. Mm. So this round, the judges uh, have seen uh, movement up in terms of uh, quality standards of the franchisors mm-hmm. and the franchisee. Uh, and this is also evident from the FLA's uh, toolkit assessment. We have this toolkit to assess uh, the quality of the existing franchisors okay. and those who want to franchise. 
and we have over 250 participants already. Uh, we have seen the emerging strengths in the quality of their processes, in their marketing, their branding, their agreements. And this is also because our franchisees and franchisors have a deeper and wider experience over time. Mm -hmm. So they have all upsized uh, themselves. And FLA also conducts uh, causes for potential franchisors and franchisors. Because FLA is an approved training organization by uh, SSG Singapore. And uh, we run these causes so that everyone can upskill themselves. And many of them have also taken the pandemic to mm. upskill yes. and yeah, retool themselves. Yes. Ian, congratulations on uh, winning the Established Franchise or Civil Award category. Could you share with us, you know, in your opinion, what are some of the most important aspects that a franchise, especially from the education industry, needs to have if they want to bring success to their business? Well, I think uh, several things come to mind. Uh, first, because education tends to be a regulated sector, uh, mm. both in Singapore as well as overseas. Uh, so the franchise definitely has to provide some guidance and support to franchisees in areas like like uh, obtaining the licenses to operate, ensuring regulatory compliance. And because teachers are really a key asset to any school and any business, um, so helping them you know, ensure that they can attract and retain good talent is mm-hmm. also very key. Um, I think apart from that, uh, the franchisor also has to continually invest in the brand itself okay. to you know, contribute resources, to build and strengthen the brand, to ensure brand consistency across all the different schools so that all franchisees uh, in the country can benefit from that. Mm, definitely aligned to some of the thoughts that Robert shared earlier. And just sticking with you for a bit, I mean, with this award now, tell us a little bit about your reach here in Singapore and are you looking internationally or regionally with this? Yeah, so I think our, our whole team is very uh, honoured and, and fortunate to have won this award. So we see that as a springboard to help us in our expansion. Currently, we operate four brands, uh, three preschool brands, brands like Marbury Learning, Little Greenhouse, Alphabet Playhouse, mm-hmm. and also another brand in student care called Naskens. So with these four brands, we currently operate about 70 centres. And uh, we still do see actually ample room for further growth, both in Singapore as well as overseas. So we are looking forward, you know, to engage like-minded partners yeah. to embark on this franchising journey together with us. And just to pick up from what Ian talked about, Robert, when we look at businesses wanting to franchise or, or license, how crucial is this, you know, especially for Singapore's local companies, for brands when they're looking to expand overseas, perhaps? What are your thoughts? Franchising and licensing is a very important channel that one needs to consider because, for example, uh, financial capital, mm-hmm. uh, it helps a franchisor to grow uh, without organically funding 100% of each centre that they grow in Singapore and overseas. Okay. Okay. The partners uh, who are the franchisees will foot out the capital for that. The second important area is that of uh, manpower. Instead of uh, having your own manpower, uh, you, but can they deal with many cultures, regulations, etc. overseas? Ah. So that's where the franchisees' uh, human resource comes in. Okay. Uh, so the franchisors just need to focus that the product is relevant to the marketplace, to the niche they're in, and the franchisees will then execute it on the ground level, uh, knowing the business culture, the consumer taste, 
dealing with the regulators mm. together with the mm. franchisors. Mm. So it's a very good uh, win-win formula. Quite a balance, right? There's that element of trust, but at the same time, an element of check and balance yes. as well. Yeah, a bit of research needs to be done as well. Yes. Ihan, if you don't mind, as a franchise on the education industry, are there specific practices that must be done when it comes to relationship between franchisee and franchise? What is your experience here? Well, I think our, our philosophy as a franchisor is always to help our franchisees succeed. So we do so by making sure that we are able to listen to them, uh, find out what their needs are. Um, so establishing this kind of open and honest communication channels is key. Uh, for our organization, we have uh, a role called the Franchise Liaison Manager. Okay. So someone who acts as a bridge with our franchise partners so that she can meet with them regularly, find out how our a franchise organization can actually better support their growth right. and their needs moving forward. I'd imagine she would know a lot about overseas business culture as well, mm. or at least over the course of time, right? Yeah. Wow. Gentlemen, feel free to jump in with regard to this next segment. I think it's one that a lot of people have been looking forward to. If you are looking to enter a franchise business, mm. now, what should you look out for that shows that a company is fully set in the right position to be a franchiser, apart from the award that you've won, Ihan. <laughs> Robin, any thoughts on this? Uh, for a potential franchisor to consider yeah. using this business model. Mm. So for the franchisor, very importantly, uh, they need to know that their systems are in place. Okay. And okay. Uh, the, the brand is uh, established and trusted by consumers. And uh, the system itself uh, includes uh, training, branding, marketing, operations, so then the transfer to the franchisee will be uh, efficient and uh, explicit and clear. Okay. Uh, another important portion is that of the agreement. The agreement and the milestones and the targets also needs to be jointly agreed so that there will be no conflict that uh, arises from the lack of performance, for example, uh, etc. So um, once these are all in place... Uh, one good learning journey to springboard from is uh, FLA's diagnostic assessment, okay. Okay. whereby potential franchisors can go in and look at all the various categories uh, of uh, the criterion that they need to fulfill as a good franchisor to be. Okay. Once they get past those diagnostics, uh, then they can go on to a further stage uh, upfront, whereby some of their systems and methods could be fine-tuned uh, and that could be done uh, with the association or with some consultants that the association can recommend to them. Mm, mm, mm. The association also provides a, a platform for the strategies that they have uh, whereby they can review it and that's, uh, that comes under the WSQ causes for franchisors. Okay. Uh, and finally... FLA also gives them a platform for exposure, like the uh, FL Asia exhibition mm. uh, and uh, business matching overseas. And we conduct in-depth country uh, seminars. For example, uh, recently a group went to Vietnam, but we had the seminar on Vietnam from the legal point of view, from the cultural point of view, Very from nice. the business context. Yeah. Uh, and then we are planning to go to uh, Japan and China our next two destinations. Mm -hmm. So the franchisor then can put this into their uh, roadmap okay. in going forward and then dovetail together with the other members of the uh, association. So we hunt as a pack. Mm. Um, Ian, uh, same question, but I suppose 
is it any different if you were to dive down to your specific industry, which is the education industry? Um, well, I think the broad principles of franchising still apply. Okay. Uh, the, the only main difference is uh, in our sector, we tend to be very focused on human resources because mm. teachers are really yeah. the whole lifeblood and yeah. the whole pillar of the school. So we have to focus a lot on uh, attracting them, retaining them, making sure that they are engaged and they, that they deliver quality lessons to okay. the young children okay. that are under their care. Um, so as a franchisor, you know, usually we spend a lot of uh, emphasis and energy to make sure that our franchisee partners are able to manage that aspect well. Mm. And when we talk about these aspects, right, like if I were to flip the question as a franchisee or potential franchisee, <clears throat> what should I watch out for then? What are some of the bright spots that I should watch out for to say, maybe I wanted to be one of your business partners, Ihan? What would that relationship be like? Well, I think the, f- uh, the first thing that a potential franchisee needs to uh, understand is what is, the, is this uh, business that you are personally interested and passionate about? Because mm-hmm. that is what is going to motivate you to get out of bed, you know, early in the morning, just like you, Elliot, right? Um, get out of bed to, to go to go to work. Oh, I look motivated day. in the yeah. morning. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's also important to find that franchisor yeah. Yeah. that understands your personal goals. Why are you entering ah. franchising as a business in okay. the first place? Okay. And if that franchisor can support your personal goals, you'll find that that will be a very fruitful and a very fulfilling journey together mm. as you grow that business. Mm. This last question really is a, just a personal curious question, but maybe Robert, you can help me out with this. This whole percentage that gets paid to the franchisor from the franchisee, that percentage number, it's not standard, right? It has to be agreed upon. Yes, that's right. And it depends on the sector that one is in. Right. For example, uh, F&B or uh, education or services or wellness. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, there's a difference uh, between the percentage paid uh, as well as upfront uh, royalty. Right. And the capital investment, the capex for setting up the uh, location itself. Mm. And just out of curiosity, it's fine if, if you can't answer this one. Maybe Ihan, even your experience, you could tell me. Which of these industries tends to garner the most percentage royalty as far as, as franchises are concerned? Which is the hardest to have check and balance? I know in my mind, I imagine it would be FNB. But thinking about education, that also requires a lot of check and balance, right? Especially with teacher standards in that sense. Yeah, I think <laughs> uh, every industry has its own set of challenges. Yeah. So for us, it's really that human resource aspect yeah, um, yeah. That, that is key. And then someone who's able to nail that will find that it's a lot easier to then grow and scale the mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but apart from that, I'm not sure. Maybe Robert can share a bit. It's, it sounds like there's a lot of like industries. value system involved. Mm. Your own personal value system as a franchisee, in that sense. Yes, that's right. So before one becomes a franchisee, mm. one needs to consider the fact that uh, one gets the branding instantly, yeah. one gets the uh, formula for success, uh, but there are also controls in place. So if one is very creative, then yeah. you have to consider, <laughs> the, the, would you like these controls? Right, right. Yeah, but uh, the data is out there that franchises survive better than starting out on your own. Wow. Because everything has been taken into account okay. and the survival rate is higher good closing thoughts there and one to consider if you are looking to enter that sort of a business model in the studio with me this morning is Robert Leong immediate past president of FLA and director Kinderland International Education as well as Pei Yi Han who is chief operating officer for Global EduHub guys thank you so much for your time this morning take care have a great day thank you thank you glad to be here to listen to more great interviews download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app That's A-W-E-D-I-O. 
Available on Google Play or the App Store.